Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, we ask your grace today to understand this sequence of events that we see and believe will come to pass, and so no one will be taken by surprise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to talk about the peace and prosperity is for the bride. Amen. First, I'm going to share a revelation here um, from the messenger, end-time prophetic messengers. And um, she called this, My Army, It's Time We Are Moving Out. Mm -hmm. So these two revelations are about the man-child reformer ministry and the bride who is raised up by them, they will be anointed to pick up the pieces after the church and Babylon are judged. And she says, My son, take these short words down for my worthy first fruits harvesters to hear. My worthy ones who are ready, I am sending my son, Jesus the Christ, to come and get you. You are more ready than most, and all of you have a working relationship with me, your Father, the Creator, your Abba, Jesus the Christ, my anointed Son, and my Holy Spirit. Each in my army, my holy spiritual Marines, are ready to go and do what I have called you to do. It is time, it is, uh, it is go time, time to go. My worthy, you either know your assignments or will know very shortly. For each of you, I have had long talks with about many things. My worthy, you have uh, made yourselves ready, uh, says me, your father, your creator. So I just uh, wanted to say, get ready, gird yourselves, get into your posts for my army, my holy ready spiritual army of my people, my first fruits are moving out. Get ready. Training starts for most in a twinkling of an eye to learn what you will be required and needed for the battlefield. And then I, your father, your creator, will turn you loose to bring my wheat into the barn. I love all of you. Much peace, love, and joy to you, my worthy, your Holy Father, your Creator. And then this warning to the bride. <clears throat> my daughter, share this warning with those who have ears to hear. Catastrophic events warned of by many of my messengers are coming to your once great nation, 
and uh, world soon. Not one will be shielded from seeing the destruction. Destruction will come from the elements, fire and water primarily, but you will also experience earthquakes and volcanoes throughout your earth. However, space will begin colliding with your once great nation and the world like nothing you've ever witnessed in the past. Things will never go back to what you perceive as normal. Once these things start, the end of the earth as you know it will begin. Disasters that have taken place in the past and recent past will not hold a candle to what is coming on your earth. My children, you will only have your memories of what once was. There will be three days of darkness where my bride will be transformed into her new incorruptible body. Uh, we've shared this with you by the demonstration that God gave us uh, through Eve of the body that she received after she was killed by the Satanists. Um, and during this time, she will be visible to others, but they will clearly see the changes taking place in my bride. There's the visibility coming that we were talking about, too. People will look on and off at as my bride puts on the new and discards the old. She will be given a new flesh that is not flesh as you would recognize flesh, an incorruptible flesh. She will be given heightened awareness into the spiritual realm. Yep, we've seen that, too. She will be uh, one in the thought with the entirety of my bride, and they will come together to receive their garments and their duties. There are many to remain here on this earth whom my bride will be in charge of turning towards their creator. There will be evil and good hearts, and the good hearts will truly know their father and will be able to see that my bride is of me and that the others are impostors. Yes, we've had dreams about the imposter brides out there. There are many that believe they are the bride, you know, but uh, they're not. My bride are spirit-filled believers uh, that have emptied their flesh of this world and surrendered fully to me. They are my warriors for this time, and they will be warring for the hearts and minds of those left on this earth to either eventually turn to me or to take the mark of the beast. My bride is very important and will lead many home to me. And when they see the impostors, when people see the impostors, they will think that they are part of my bride. But my people uh, with me in their hearts will quickly figure out the truth. Warn people, the people of light, well, that's what they call themselves, the New Agers prophesying peace and safety, uh, which then comes what? Sudden destruction, right? And Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So a lot of people think these are Christians and they're going to come against Christianity because of that, but they're not Christians. The uh, people of light are truly dark, and they are put on this earth to do nothing but deceive. There are very many believers who have never received my Holy Spirit 
or who have received my Holy Spirit but have quelled him uh, to where he has never been able to bring them along on their journey towards me. There are many who believe in me, but who have become entangled in false teachings and doctrines of men. They will not want to believe that this is the end. My bride will have to educate them. There are millions and millions of people who know of me, but are seeking to know me. My bride will introduce her groom. The job of the bride will not be easy, but she will be equipped with her new and glorious body filled with my supernatural light and love. The impostors, though children of light, will be children of darkness, sent to confuse and mislead humans to choosing Satan as their father instead of their actual father and creator. These impostors will be arriving on the scene soon. Most of the people of the world are completely unaware of all that is to come and will be totally taken by surprise. Just remember, my children, that there is no man good. Do not be deceived. Come to me in prayer for answers to all your questions. The deceivers will try to place an imposter in front of you that is so real. If you did not know my word, you would be fooled, but many will be fooled. This is why I must use my bride to convince those that know of me and just know, don't know me or my word not to fall for this great deception. My children, I love you so. My bride must know she will remain protected until she reveals herself and her new incorruptible body. My bride needs to be aware of what is coming. I have chosen some very unlikely vessels to be my bride. Do not doubt your worthiness, my bride, because no one is worthy but by the blood of the Lamb. Prepare for battle, my bride, the man-child body of 144,000 mature men believers are the first fruits of the bride of Christ who will repeat the life of Christ spiritually on earth during the first half of the seven-year tribulation. The disciples will reap the last harvest of the souls during the second half. Yes, and we've got many uh, imposter bride dreams on our site, you know, that people can go and look at. Okay, now I'm going to talk to you about judgment on the apostate church and deep state Babylon together, because both are coming at us. The day of the Lord is coming to judge those who have persecuted the bride, who are members of the dragon body of Satan, uh, who are both the po political and religious backgrounds. The dragon was also the god of Babylon. We read that about that in Revelation chapter 12, how the saints uh, conquered um, the dragon. We just received by faith at random two texts about the judgment of the apostate church leadership by Babylon Deep State in our morning prayer meeting, as we have many times before in different texts. Jeremiah 21, 1 through 7. 
the word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord when King Zedekiah, the apostate king, sent unto him. Verse 2. Inquire, I pray thee, of the Lord for us, for Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, maketh war against us. Peradventure the Lord will deal with us according to all his wondrous works that he may go up from us. Nope. <laughs> and verse 3. Then said Jeremiah unto them, Thus shall ye say to Zedekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, wherewith you fight against the king of Babylon and against the Chaldeans that besiege you without the walls, and I will gather them into the midst of this city. Well, Babylon judged apostate Jerusalem, representing the apostate church leadership, now to be judged. And this also paves the way for the people to follow the reformers into the wilderness because they worship these leaders, and they're going to find out that they're not who they thought. Verse 5, And I myself will fight against you with an outstretched hand, uh-oh, and with a strong arm, even in anger and in wrath and in great indignation. And I will smite the inhabitants of this city, that's the apostate leadership, both man and beast, they shall die of a great pestilence. And afterwards, says the Lord, I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his servants, and the people, even such as are left in this city, from the pestilence, from the sword, and from the famine, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of their enemies, and into the hand of those that seek their life. And he shall smite them with the edge of the sword. He shall not spare them, neither have pity nor have mercy. Jeremiah thirty two, twenty six through thirty five. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give this city, that's the apostate leadership, into the hand of the Chaldeans, and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And the Chaldeans that fight against this city shall come and set this city on fire and burn it. I suspect we'll see church buildings being burned with the houses upon whose roofs they have offered incense unto Baal, which is the false Jesus, of course, the Jesus they want to have instead of the Jesus that actually exists and poured out drink offerings unto other gods to provoke me to anger. For the children of Israel and the children of Judah have done only that which was evil in my sight from their youth. And this represents those non-spirit-filled people, the children of Israel, and the spirit-filled people, so-called, uh, the children of Judah. For the children of Israel have only provoked me to anger with the work of their hands, says the Lord. For this city hath been to me a provocation of mine anger and of my wrath from the day that they built it, even unto this day. Well, it's very obvious. Uh, any, any child can read uh, the Gospels and, and Acts and realize that the church is not what it once was. It has, uh, it's in a backslidden state. They've chosen their own way. 
They're not filled with the Spirit, just as was said earlier, and they're doing their own thing. And God won't have it. That I should remove it from before my face because of all the evil the children of Israel and of the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger. They, their kings, their princes, their priests, and their prophets, and the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and they have turned unto me the back and not the face. And though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not hearkened to receive instruction. But they set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name, to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech. Well, it's true if you raise up people unto another Jesus, another gospel, um, and you're finding out that they're not even saved, which I commanded them not, neither came I came it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. And uh, I also uh, received the judgment of Babylon through Cyrus, the Persian, who was a type of Trump bringing down the deep state, and in which he will. There's no doubt about it, but what about the cost, right? There will be a cost, a big cost. It is a day of the Lord upon those who persecuted the bride and those who ignored God's word to do their own thing. As we know, there is a day of the Lord after the church in the tribulation, it goes through persecution, a day of the Lord against those that persecuted the church. This is those that persecuted the bride. Uh, Isaiah 13 and 1. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. And 6 through 19. Wail ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand, as destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Therefore shall all hands be feeble, and every heart of man shall melt. And they shall be dismayed. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman in travail. They shall look in amazement one at another. Their faces shall be faces of flame. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel with wrath and fierce anger to make the land a desolation, and to destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in its going forth, and the moon shall not cause its light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil, and the wicked for their iniquity, and I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and will lay low, the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more rare than fine gold, even a man than pure gold of Ophir. I got to tell you, you know, these um, new age people who are talking on peace and prosperity for a thousand years and so on and so forth, they don't believe in the book of Revelation. But in the book of Revelation, there is definitely a depopulation, a huge depopulation. So, um, the, even though the Babylonians are conquered as a, a the leaders of the world, it doesn't mean the people are all dead, right? They just 
melded into the new society, right? Therefore I will make the heavens to tremble, and the earth shall be shaken out of its place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and the day of his fierce anger. And it shall come to pass that as the chaste roe and as sheep that no man gathereth, they shall turn every man to his own people and shall flee every man to his own land. Every one that is found shall be thrust through, and every one that is taken shall fall by the sword. Their infants also shall be dashed in pieces before their eyes, and their houses shall be rifled, and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them, who shall not regard silver. As for gold, they shall not delight in it. They have it, by the way. They have taken the plunder of Babylon, and they have it now, and they're planning on um, bringing up the standard of living with this this money. They have it. Cyrus, when he conquered Babylon, he used Babylon's funds to rebuild the kingdom of God. He sent the people free to go back and rebuild the kingdom of God. So Cyrus and the Medo-Persians conquered Babylon as Trump will, but at a terrible cost. And their bows shall dash the young men in pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes shall not spare children. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. There's never been a worse kingdom on the face of the earth that I know of. Also, forget the peace and prosperity for the, the world forever thing coming through the New Agers. A revelation, which they did not believe in, is coming now. The emergency, I'm going to just say a few things here that uh, have really got the Babylonians up in arms and angry and having to try to do something to stop this. They're not going to let it go. They're not going to lay down and roll over, right? The emergency broadcast system is reported to activate to declass criminals when the mainstream media, Internet, phones, ATMs shut down for 10 days of darkness while mass arrests of the criminal leader goes on. You think they're going to stand still for this? No, they're not. They're going to be fighting back. These people have DEW weapons and weather warfare weapons and earthquake weapons, plus invasions of Chinese and other anarchists across the border. And personally, I believe that this EBS will start soon after the 10 days of media darkness or more if necessary. Again, uh, there is disruptors out there that want to stop this whole process, and to some extent they will. I believe Trump will officially return, and uh, the man-child ministry will spiritually resurrect and be restored, and the out-resurrection will resurrect, okay? The man-child reformer ministry in whom Jesus lives by his word and his spirit will come to power, and God's recompense on the wicked is happening now, as we have seen and continues. We have great victories. Uh, we've had great victories we don't want to talk about right now to put other people in danger, but it, 
the Lord is fighting for his people right now. He will reward his man, child, and bride bodies when he comes. Isaiah 62, 11. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the earth. So this is a worldwide thing here. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, that's the bride of our day, the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Jesus means salvation, and he is coming. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. Isaiah 40, 9 through 11. O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, get thee up on a high mountain. O thou that tellest good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up thy voice with strength lifted up. Now we're talking about the uh, not, not apostate Jerusalem, but the real Jerusalem, the real bride. And it's not that, that uh, thing in the Middle East either. So lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord. God will come as a mighty one. As a mighty one? Yes, sometimes he's called a mighty man in Scripture, right? And it is the man-child. The man-child reformer ministries with signs and wonders. And his arm will rule for him. The arm of the Lord, of course, is Jesus. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Yes, he is going to recompense the Edomites, what they've done against God's people hating their brother, persecuting their brother, he's going to judge them. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs into his arms and carry them in his bosom and will gently lead those that have their young. Yes, and he's going to do this through the wilderness uh, that we call or that the Bible calls the tribulation. The man-child ministry and uh, the bride will lead God's people into the wilderness tribulation as Moses did. And Cyrus was a type of Trump who will supply the needs for rebuilding uh, of the kingdom for those who escape Babylon. And remember God's uh, promises in in times of lack um, because you're going to come into places where you're going to be forced into having to believe God. (laughs) <laughs> in a prosperous, relatively prosperous society. A lot of people think they don't ever need to do that. But here it is, what Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou taken up and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he saith cometh to pass, he shall have it. But one of the big mountains that needs to be cast into the sea is doubt and unbelief. The church is full of it. Um, And you just can't please God that way. And verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, all things whatsoever you pray and ask for, you need to remember this, where you're going, where we're all going. Uh, All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe that you receive them and the Literally, that is a past tense right there. Received, received them. Um, 
and you shall have them. So he also multiplies necessities for his people in the wilderness, just as Jesus did in the desert, right? Which in some cases is the same word for wilderness. He did it as a type and a shadow of what's coming. It's reported that uh, Project Odin begins shortly with the new Starlink satellite system, which will air the emergency broadcast system doing the D-Class movie during 10 days of media darkness. X, the new QFS financial system, will be running, and it is now. And then they say Trump officially returns. Okay, well, he had never left, obviously. He's been the head of the military. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, in a way, of all the militaries of the world, um, it is an agreement that a lot of people have missed. It's a one-world order that a lot of people have missed. Okay. It's reported that the emergency broadcast system will play an eight-hour D-class video three times a day for the ten days of the darkness. Uh, seven EBS text messages will be sent to all phones, alerting the people to tune into their TVs. The videos will detail mass arrests, tribunals, government fraud, corruption, plus pedophilia by the elites across the world. Satanists are, are obviously running the trafficking of women and children. And uh, they're warring against them right now, the Satanists. The people have to see that they have been pledging allegiance to a bunch of devils. So during those 10 days, our Internet and phones will only work for 911. And, and now remember, I'm reporting what they have reported. The Alliance wants you to believe, okay? How far they will be able to go with all this well, that'll be up to God, right? So, the Internet and phones will only work for 911 calls and also Signal app. They are telling everyone to get this or you won't have any communication over the Internet at all. ATMs will not work. Um, and after the 10 days, they say that we will be connected to the new quantum Internet. That's their plan. Um, uh, and by the way, this new quantum internet can only be accessed by new Q phones and computers being mass produced right now. Uh, QFS and Q phone, uh, are set to take over basically. There's an article here from before it's news. The deep state Kazarian mafia has worked so hard to stop all of this because it will put an end to their ability to plunder the world with their worthless dollar and crooked banking uh, that is designed to be easy for them to manipulate and expect war. <laughs> uh, Operation Disclosure reports this. <clears throat> Around the 1st of January, all gold asset-backed currencies across the globe would be on a par one-to-one. -one. Uh, they notoriously um, don't, you know, make deadlines very good. Uh, there are other things that get involved and they get slowed down and so on, you know, so, but, but that's what they're saying, okay. 
They'll be on a par one-to-one with each other. And in the U.S., Social Security benefits will be much higher. And the Social Security Restitution and Reparation Fund payments, which are considerable, would start on a monthly basis. This is if everything works good for them, right? (laughs) Uh, Ultimately, only digital currency will be allowed and uh, to make it easy for the mark of a beast when Christians will have to opt out of this whole system or be a member of the beast. As of uh, Monday the 20th, again, that's their date, you know, uh, U.S. government bonds uh, were now worthless. Okay, okay, I guess that's true. The Federal Reserve literally had no monies, and any bank not ISO 20022 compliant, which I believe mostly means uh, gold-backed, was out of business, and the banks were failing worldwide. This is true. They're falling quickly. So, and this is to bring the dollar down, which is bringing the Kazarian Mafia deep state down. Okay? That's why they have to bring it all the way down. Benjamin Fulford um, uh, said that Trump is to declare martial law for the mass arrests of the Satanists. And there's a video here linked. Um, And so on. There must be a test and then a review of all occurrences, occurrences and activities, the possible implications of a national and global level can be quite complicated, so things must be uh, in alignment to the protocols. Well, I guess if it's that uh, knife-edged, accuracy is desired. There's too many monkey wrenches that can be thrown in the gears of this thing, okay? Yes, there are many consequences if things aren't done with precision and perfection, This is the practice run before the real one to see responses and accuracy to what is forthcoming, which changes humanity. Uh Okay, they don't know much about changing humanity, okay, especially the religious people they have at the top of this thing who don't know God themselves. So people are urged to stock up on, I'm still reading from Operation Disclosure, Uh, are urged to stock up on at least a month of food and water, toilet paper, generators, etc. After the, by the way, you should get some cash out of the bank. Everything is mirrored into the QFS system of your bank account. They're saying you're not going to miss anything if they try to steal your money, which banks have a legal right to do. Um, But you're going to need cash in the meantime. Right, so make sure you get some cash out of the bank. So after EBS and the eight hours long 24-7 movies, everything is going to change, they say. The life support attached to the old and evil systems will be pulled. Humanity and planet Earth simultaneously move to quantum reality consciousness uh, system. Peace and prosperity, they say here, okay? 
Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that peace and prosperity and who God's going to see to it to get this and who is not going to get this. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, it's it's the end of financial and human consciousness enslavement. Well, this is true. This is quite true. I mean, the people that have been running the world, uh, the deep state Kazarian mafia, uh, haven't cared about you, and they've been plundering and plundering and plundering and uh, keeping you with your nose to the grindstone. So is this going to be like People who are honest will love AI control until some new leadership comes along, like the beast. <laughs> so it's only as good as the people who program it, right? Yes. Again, back to operations closure. Old systems of government, education, finance, health, trade, and commerce, etc., will all be dismantled and replaced. Well, I, I would say that's a needed thing, you know. Uh, but sometimes people don't get what they want and, and, and so on. They get what they need, and that's a lot of times tribulation. We will have new currency called the USN, U.S. note, and, uh, and gold-backed. Well, let me say, all of this is a great idea, but there is just one big problem the wicked and the self-righteous moralizers need God. And he says that they will never find him in peace and prosperity. So that would put us out of work, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, Isaiah 26, 10 and 11 says, Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. Now, we have to define wicked the way the Bible defines wicked, right? Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness will he deal wrongfully and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. They will not come to God in the peace and prosperity. They're not doing it now. Okay. Verse 11. Lord, thy hand is lifted up, yet they see not. See, he's getting ready to swat. Okay. Uh, but they don't know that. They're still claiming peace and prosperity. No book of Revelation. No, that's not supposed to be part of the Bible. Blah, 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 you know. But they shall see thy zeal for the people and be put to shame. Yea, fire shall devour thine adversaries. In other words... You must be born again. Moralizing just won't do. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to share this as one of the proofs of, uh, we call this jet crash catastrophe. Lana Galchenko, 11, 15, 23. In a dream, I stood facing a large pasture that had a typical wooden cross fence around it. I saw a huge Boeing passenger plane coming toward me. It was taking off. I believe this represents the new economy and government taking over the three main factions of the U.S. I'll explain that a little later. Okay. As the jet approached the fence... 
It started to lift its nose in order to clear the fence, but couldn't do it and had to lift its nose straight up in the air. Well, the fence, I believe, represents the things that the elite Satanists, uh, the deep state Kazarians, have erected to stop this QFS and D-class from ruining them. <laughs> so, this made the jet stand up like a shuttle, and it stalled, as you would imagine that it would. The jet started to fall backwards and split into two lengthwise. Split in two lengthwise. I believe the two are the right and the left, obviously. Um, passengers began falling out onto the ground, screaming in terror. Uh, these same passengers then looked up in horror as the jet then split into three sections lengthwise and continued to slowly fall over backwards directly onto them. That is the people, the two sides that were underneath it who had fallen out before, fell on them. So <clears throat> this will ruin what started out to be more than a survival of the economy, uh, spending all the deep state's loot. The third uh, separation is the Christians who were headed towards the wilderness without the other two sects. So you had the right, the left, and the Christians, okay? Well, the Christians are also uh, obviously got to separate from these other two, even the right, as we know, <laughs> as we who, who know know, right? Uh, so, in the next scene, about a dozen men dressed in black suits with white dress shirts. Uh, this, I believe, is the third separation here. Um, twelve is the number of the elect. Twelve patriarchs, twelve tribes, twelve apostles. It's constant, you know. Um, black suits could represent the church-going Christians. I personally don't like suits. <laughs> they were sitting around small tables. They seemed shaken and dazed, and I understood that they were rescued from the plane wreckage. Of course, God wants them to go through the wilderness and really learn to know God and have the Reformers bring them back to the things that they, this thing all started with, what Jesus and his apostles taught, right? He's giving them a chance. He's rescued them from this, and they have separated from these two, and they know that the wilderness is ahead. So, will this new economy and government last? I think the interpretation is the new economy and government will just clear the ground long enough for the kingdom people to get their share of the funds to rebuild the kingdom, which Cyrus conquering a Babylon supplied, and then the other two factions of the right and the left worldwide and will separate and go to war, as Revelation 6 indicates. Yeah, because you see in Revelation 6, first the man-child and then this terrible war. Revelation 6, 2 through 4. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat thereon had a bow, and there was given him a, 
a crown, and he came forth conquering and to conquer. This is Jesus in the worldwide man-child reformer ministries. It, just as he came to an individual nation uh, in the beginning, and he was an individual person, now his people are worldwide, and he needs a corporate body to go to them in. And that's why he's chosen this method of the man-child reformer ministries. And when he opened the second seal, so there's the man-child coming forth, right? And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come, and another horse came forth, a red horse. And him that sat thereon was given to take peace from the earth, and that they should slay one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Hmm, a lot of dead people. Right. So after the man-child ministry arrives, the third group go into the wilderness tribulation where a place is prepared for them to escape the dragon slash serpent and learn from the man-child reformers in Revelation chapter 12. So, but remember, uh, in Moses' case where he took them into the wilderness, uh, Egypt was destroyed. Hmm. So if we want to follow the type there, Egypt was destroyed before they went into the wilderness. So this is what I've been feeling before this dream. The alliance has been hijacked by New Age people who have pushed their heaven on earth because they don't believe the book of Revelation, uh, which warns of catastrophe and depopulation. And they are claiming a thousand years of peace. But God says differently. Isaiah 57 and 21 says, There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Let me say, the wicked are those who are not born again. It doesn't matter if they spout religion and God. It doesn't make any difference. They are still the wicked. So many Christians will repent and will come out from among them and, according to Scripture, will seek out the bride. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 59, 8-21 The way of peace they know not. There is no justice in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. And whosoever goeth therein doth not know peace. Therefore is justice far from us. Neither doth righteousness overtake us. We look for light. But behold, darkness, that's what they're looking for now, and that's what they're calling it, light, right? We look for light, but behold, darkness. For brightness, but we walk in obscurity. We grope for the wall like the blind. Yea, we grope as they that have no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the twilight. Among them that are lusty, we are as dead men. We roar all like bears and moan sore like doves. We look for justice, but there is none. Mm. Well, that's what this whole thing was supposed to bring, justice. But there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us. And as for our iniquities... We know them. Uh, 
transgressing and denying the Lord. They do. They deny the Lord. You say, well, here's what the Scripture says, but but we don't believe that. (laughs) They tell you right off. Well, but we don't believe that, you know. Uh, And turning away from following our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, which they do. And justice is turned away backwards, and righteousness standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and uprightness cannot enter. Yea, truth is lacking, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. Absolutely. Who departed from evil the most? Jesus. What happened? They all turned against him. Every denomination of his day turned against him. Yeah, and then against his disciples and apostles. And the Lord and the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation unto him. Well, we know that Jesus is the arm of the Lord in Isaiah fifty-three. And will come in a body of spiritual son of David, a corporate body this time. All of the entities, by the way, in the book of Revelation are corporate. They're not individuals. Right? So the man-child body is, too, a corporate body. Okay? And And his righteousness, it upheld him. So the Lord is coming to do a work here. And he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a mantle. According to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay wrath to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. And to the islands, he will repay recompense. So, Shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun? For he will come as a rushing stream, which the breath or spirit of the Lord driveth. And a Redeemer will come to Zion, the bride. Why is the Redeemer coming to Zion? Because this is uh, the bride, um, those that are ready for the Lord's return and waiting for him. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, that is the bride, Zion, saith the Lord, my spirit that's upon thee, that is upon the bride, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, Obviously, the bride is going to bear much fruit in the world here. In fact, many are going to come to be under the bride, as we will see. Saith the Lord, and from henceforth and forever, Isaiah 60, 1 through 22, Arise and shine. This is the bride still speaking to the bride here. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the peoples. Don't sound like the light people won their battle, right? 
But the Lord will arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And nations shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see, they all gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be carried in the arms. Yep, when they see that this whole thing is crumbling, and the beast is is uh, taking over, um, they're going to look for the bride. Okay. Then thou shalt see and be radiant. Thy heart shall thrill and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea, the sea represents the peoples, tribes, and, and tongues, uh, shall be turned unto thee. The wealth of the nations shall come unto thee. And that is the bride. The multitude uh, of camels shall cover thee, the dromedaries of Median and Ephah, and they, shall, and they from Sheba shall come and shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. And all the flocks of Kadar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. Well, of course, these aren't talking. These are talking about people, right? Um, and they shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, for the name of the Lord thy God, and for the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. So this money coming to rebuild the kingdom of God, to support the people, and to get the gospel out, is coming. And foreigners shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee. Yep, he crucified the bride, brought her through tough times, brought evil, wicked, Satanists and uh, factious people against her to crucify her. So he said, In my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor I have had mercy upon thee. Thy gates also shall be opened continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee the wealth of the nations. Again, he points this out, and their kings led captive. For that nation and kingdom that will not serve thee, still talking about the bride, shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine, the box tree, together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. Evergreens, right? We talk, we're talking about um, eternal life here. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. And uh, the sons of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee. And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet. For good reason, the economy is shot there in a pile of difficulty. <laughs> and they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. 
whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man pass through thee, I will make thee an eternal excellency, a joy of many generations, a promise to the bride. Thou shalt also suck the milk of the nations, and shalt suck the breast of kings, and thou shalt know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior, and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For brass I will bring gold, and for iron I will bring silver. Sounds like a pretty good economy. Everything is worth a lot more, right? And for wood, brass, and for stones, iron. I will also make thy officers peace, and thine exactors righteousness. And I'm talking about a good economy among the bride, and those under the bride. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, desolation nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Yes, we know the, the uh, Jerusalem walls were a place of safety, right? The sun shall no more, shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord will be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. So their light will not be the natural light anymore, um, to walk after the light of their eyes. They're, they're walking after the Lord now. He is the light. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Praise be to God. Thy people also shall be all righteous. Yep, the bride will be all righteous. And they shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. The little one shall become a thousand, and the small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Wow, that's a real revival there, right? If you can multiply one that many times. Once again, we see Jesus in the man-child message. Isaiah 61, 1 through 11. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, and he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Amen. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So, we see that this Isaiah 61 part here represents the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And also the man-child's ministry. And verse 2, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, and to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, and to give unto them a garland for ashes. Everything going to turn around for the bride. The oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall build the old wastes. See, though the people coming out of Babylonish captivity 
are going back to rebuild the kingdom of God. They shall build the old waste. They shall raise up the former desolations, which happened because of apostasy, the people falling away. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. And foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. Of course, this has both a spiritual and a physical meaning, I'm sure. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. And you shall eat the wealth of the nations. And in their glory shall you boast yourselves. Instead of your shame, you shall have double. And instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. See, God's people can't live on Babylon's land. Um, That's a negative meaning. It talks about being in sin, taken in captivity. Okay? But on their own land, that's a different story. God's going to bless them on their own land. Everlasting joy shall be unto them, for I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery with iniquity. And that's what, of course, has happened to the bride in the past from the wicked people who came out, the factious people that came out from among them. They were all a bunch of thieves. And I will give them their recompense in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And their seed shall be known among the nations, their offspring among the peoples, and all that see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. It's going to be obvious. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul doth be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with a garland, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Once again, the bridegroom and the bride will have a marriage feast going through. Uh, you know, Jesus used that parable many times. Uh, and Verse 11, For as the earth bringeth forth its bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Isaiah 62, 1 through 12, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until her righteousness go forth as brightness, and her salvation as a lamp that burneth. And the nations shall see thy righteousness, and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Thou shalt also be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, Neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. It's all going to be rebuilt, right? But thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. Once again, we see Jesus in the man-child's message here. Uh, Verse 5. 
For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And in other words, these are talking about the sons of God, the manifestation of the sons of God, the first fruits of which is the man child. Thy sons marry thee, and as the bridegroom. In other words, these uh, the man child is going to sow the seed in the bride, just like Jesus did in that bride in his day, uh, who John the Baptist said was the bride, which was those first fruits disciples, right? And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that are the Lord's remembrancers, take ye no rest. So these are initially obviously going to be the man-child ministry and then those who are raised up from among the bride like the disciples were. There'll be watchmen on the walls. And give him no rest until he establisheth, until he maketh Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, Surely I will no more give thy grain to be food for thine enemies. And foreigners shall not drink thy new wine for which thou hast labored. But they that have garnered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And they that have gathered it shall drink and in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up an ensign for the peoples. The stones meaning the stumbling blocks. They're being gathered out. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the earth... Well, once again, we see that Jesus in the man-child's message is a worldwide thing to the end of the earth. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called sought out, a city not forsaken. And here, once again, we see Jesus in the man-child's message. Isaiah 63, 1-6 Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah? Well, the, the Edomite sheepfold, Bozrah, uh, who hated their chosen brother, uh, are getting their comeuppance here from the Lord. This that is uh, glorious in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth the wine vat? I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the peoples there was no man. Yea, with me, yea, I trod them in mine anger, and trampled them in my wrath. And their life blood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my raiment. So, Lord, is, his recompense is before him, and his reward is with him. This is the recompense that's happening before him. He is judging. He just judged a whole bunch of Satanists that came against us. He killed them all at one time. And overseas, same thing. 
happened over there. For the day of vengeance was in my heart. The year of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help. And I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, mine own arm. There we go. We're coming back to the arm. (laughs) Jesus, right? Jesus in the man-child body by word and spirit. Brought salvation unto me, and my wrath it upheld me. And I trod down the peoples in mine anger, and made them drunk in my wrath. And I poured out their life blood upon the earth. Isaiah 64, 1-4 Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down. Yes, we say, come, Lord Jesus, right? That the mountains might quake at thy presence. There are mighty earthquakes coming, you know, when Jesus comes in the man-child. Mighty earthquakes. As when fire kindleth the brushwood, and as the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. And when thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, no, they're not looking for this, not at all, uh, thou camest down, the mountains quaked at thy presence. For from of old men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen a God besides thee who worketh for him that waiteth for him. We've all been guilty of not being patient enough and waiting for the Lord. Let us learn our lesson, right? Isaiah 9, 1 through 21. But there shall be no gloom to her that was in anguish. That's the bride. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time hath he made it glorious by way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations, or the Gentiles. Now we're looking at a mostly Gentile church, right, that is uh, receiving the glory. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And, of course, that was the light of Jesus Hallelujah. He's going to do it again on a worldwide scale. Thou hast multiplied the nation. Thou hast increased their joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken as in the day of Median. For all the armor of the armed man in the tumult and the garments rolled in blood shall be for burning, for fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Now some people don't know that prophecies many times have more than one interpretation, a literal one and then a more spiritual one because uh, things happen in the world and the the number of people that are involved in something like the man-child is multiplied. Every time history repeats, there's a multiplication. In the book of Revelation, we see uh, multiple entities there. The beast, the woman, the harlot, they're all corporate bodies of people. The man-child, etc., etc. 
and they cover the earth. Okay. For unto us a child is born. That's the birth of Jesus as a type of Jesus in the man-child ministry of our day, the repeat of history. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Therefore the Lord will cut off from Israel head and tail, palm branch and rush in one day. The elder and the honorable man, he is the head, and the prophet that teaches lies, he is the tail. Again, Israel was just the Old Testament church, and it's a type and a shadow of the New Testament church. He's going to cut these people off. For they that lead this people cause them to err, and they that are led of them are destroyed. Therefore the Lord will not rejoice over their young men, neither will he have compassion on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is profane and an evil doer, and every mouth speaketh folly. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Isaiah 66, 5-24 Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hate you, that cast you out for my namesake, have said, Let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy. But it is they that shall be put to shame. A voice, a voice of tumult from the city. That's Jerusalem, the bride. A voice uh, from the temple. A voice of the Lord that rendereth recompense to his enemies. So the word of the Lord is going to go forth from the bride to bring judgment upon these enemies. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Yes, when the anointing falls on the man-child, then we're going to see the ministry of Jesus again in the earth, and it will be all over the earth. Shall a nation be brought forth at once? Yes. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Hallelujah. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth? Says the Lord, Shall I that cause thee to bring forth shut the womb, saith thy God? Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad for her, all ye that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn over her, that you may suck and be satisfied with the breasts of her consolations, that you may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall suck thereof, and you shall be borne upon the side, and shall be dandled upon the knees, 
as one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And you shall see it, and your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like the tender grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known towards his servants, and he will have indignation against his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come with fire, and his chariots shall be like the whirlwind, to render anger with fierceness, and his rebuke with flames of fire. Mm-hmm. He's going to defend this Jerusalem, this born-from-above bride. He's going to defend this one. He would not defend the apostate one and their leadership. For by fire will the Lord execute judgment, and by his sword upon all flesh. And the slain of the Lord shall be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves to go unto the gardens behind one in the midst eating swine's flesh and the abomination. Yeah, they call it sanctification, but it isn't, is it? And the mouse, they shall come to an end together, says the Lord. For I know their works and their thoughts. The time cometh that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and shall see my glory. And I will set a sign among them, and I will send such as escape of them unto the nations to Tarshish, Pool, Lud, that draw the bow, to Tubal, Javan, to the isles afar off, that have not heard of my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the nations. Mm-hmm. And they shall bring all your brethren out of all the nations for an oblation unto the Lord unto upon horses and upon chariots in litters and upon mules and upon dromedaries to my holy mountain, Jerusalem. You see, the people uh, are going to have no place else to go for leadership, and especially leadership that is proven to work and to know what the wilderness is all about. These people know nothing about the wilderness. They can't take you where they've never been. And they've never been there because they were not ordained to leadership in the first place. Moses went through his wilderness experience before he came out to bring them into theirs. To my holy mountain, Jerusalem, saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring their oblation in a clean vessel unto the house of the Lord. And of them also will I take for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. So this is a text uh, that I received by faith at random. It is uh, destruction of Babylon by Cyrus as a type of Trump destroying the deep state Babylon. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see, set ye up an ensign towards the bare mountain, lift up a voice unto them, wave the hand, that they may go into the gates of nobles. I have commanded my consecrated ones. Yea, I have called my mighty men for mine anger, even my proudly exalting ones. The noise of a multitude in the mountains of a great people, the noise of a tumult of the kingdoms of the nations gathered together, the Lord of hosts is mustering the hosts for the battle. They come from a far country, from the uttermost parts of heaven. Even the Lord 
and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. Well ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand, as destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Wherefore shall all hands be feeble, and every heart of man shall melt, and they shall be dismayed. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman in travail. They shall look in amazement one at another. Their faces shall be faces of flame. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel with wrath and fierce anger to make the land a desolation and to destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Remember what the day of the Lord is. It is the day the Lord comes and judges those who have persecuted his people. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in its going forth, and the moon shall not cause its light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil. Deep state Babylon was over the whole world, right? And the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy and the proud of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more rare than fine gold, even a man than the pure gold of Ophir. Therefore I will make the heavens to tremble, and the earth shall be shaken out of its place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. Mighty earthquakes are going to shake the earth very soon. And it shall come to pass that as the chaste roe and as the sheep that no man gathereth, they shall turn every man to his own people and shall flee every man to his own land. Every one that is found shall be thrust through, and every one that is taken shall fall by the sword. Their infants also shall be dashed in pieces before their eyes, and their houses shall be rifled and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them who shall not regard silver, and as for gold they shall not delight in it. And their bows shall dash the young men in pieces, and they shall have no pity upon the fruit of the womb. Their eyes shall not spare children. In Babylon the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' bride, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. Now, some people say, uh, well, this is America. Well, America is a Babylon, but I want to say that there is an entity in America that is Babylon and the deep state, and that is what is we're calling the, um, the deep state. Neither shall the Arabian pitch dent there, neither shall the shepherds make their flocks to lie down there, but the wild beasts of the desert shall lie there. Their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and ostriches shall dwell there. Wild goats shall dance there, and wolves shall cry in their castles, and the jackals in the pleasant places, palaces. And her time is near to come, her days shall not be prolonged. Well, you'll be surprised, I think, about what happens to a lot of these mega churches and even churches of other kinds uh, that uh, that people will no longer assemble in for fear. Isaiah forty one through five. 
Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, says the Lord God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, the bride, obviously, and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, and that her iniquity is pardoned, and she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. In other words, the crucifixion has come to pass. The old man is dead. The new man is alive. The voice of one that crieth, Prepare ye in the wilderness the way of the Lord. Make level in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the uneven shall be made level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And 9 through 11. O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, get thee up on a high mountain. O thou that tellest good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord will come as a mighty one. His arm will rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and will gently lead those that have their young. And Zechariah 9, 9 9-17 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just, having salvation, lowly, riding upon an ass, even upon a colt, the foal of an ass. This is, of course, typing Jesus' first coming to our day. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, because these were enemies of, uh, who planned to overthrow the throne of David. And the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace unto the nations, and his dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. And as for thee also, because of the blood of thy covenant have I set free thy prisoners from the pit, wherein is no water. Turn you to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope, even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee, for I have bent Judah for me, and I have filled the bow with Ephraim. And I will stir up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece. Well, I think this probably is pointing towards the Alexander beast that follows the Media Persian beast of Cyrus, uh, but shall fall also. And will make thee as the sword of a mighty man, and the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning, and the Lord will blow the trumpet, and will go with whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts will defend them, and they shall devour, and they shall tread down the sling stones, and they shall drink, and make a noise as though as through wine. And they shall be filled like bowls, like the corners of the altar. And the Lord their God will save them in that day as the flock of his people. For they shall be as the stones of a crown lifted on high over his land. 
For how great is his goodness and how great is his beauty. Uh, Grain shall make the young men flourish and new wine the virgins. Isaiah 35, 1 through 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. So fruit will be born in the wilderness tribulation. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing, and the glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon, and they shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the glowing sand shall become a pool. In other words, what you thought might have been a mirage wasn't. (laughs) And the thirsty ground springs of water. In the uh, habitation of jackals where they lay shall be grass and reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for the redeemed. The wayfaring men, yea, fools, shall not err therein. And where does this highway of holiness lead if people stay on the road? Well, he's going to tell you. No lion shall be there. The beast can't come up on that highway. If you're on that highway of holiness, don't worry. You are protected. Nor shall any ravenous beast go up thereon. They shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. The highway of holiness leads to Zion. It leads to uh, be under the original leadership of God's people, Zion, or to be a part of Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. For behold, the day cometh, and it burneth as a furnace, and all the proud, and all that work wickedness shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. It shall leave them neither root nor branch, but unto you that fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in its wings, and you shall go forth and gamble as the calves of the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I make, saith the Lord of hosts. And so this is a revelation we called the spiritual city of God restored. It was a vision given to Sherry Watson in 7, 6, and 2005. I had a vision of uh, a castle with a city surrounding it. 
suspended just above a mountain in a layer of clouds. The mountain and the city were enshrouded, surrounded by darkness. Well, the mountain and the city were black in color in the vision, but it feels more like uh, a presence than a color. I had the feeling that the city would soon touch down onto the mountain, its resting place. The mountain represents the kingdom of God, and that represents the bride. This vision was fulfilled in Jesus' day before God's spiritual city was destroyed and the people taken captive to Babylonish religion. And now it's about to be restored as promised. This city and mountain are heavenly, not physical, for they cannot be touched, according to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 18. For you are not come unto a mount that might be touched, and that burneth with fire, and unto blackness, and darkness, and tempest. If it can't be touched, what is it? It's spiritual. This Zion that's coming down, born out of heaven, is not that Zion over in the Middle East, which is full of every kind of corruption, including the deep state. And uh, it's heavenly. And this bride is heavenly. And the sound of a trumpet, the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that no word more should be spoken unto them. For they could not endure that which was enjoined. Even if a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned. So, you had to be careful. If you went up that mountain, <laughs> you, you would die, right? And, and that's true. If you go to hear the voice of the Lord and you tremble at the voice of the Lord, you will die. And so fearful was the appearance that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake, but you are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. They were coming to the heavenly Jerusalem and to innumerable hosts of angels, Forget about natural Jerusalem over there, folks. It's a sign to us of what not to do. And to innumerable hosts of angels and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven. So the church of the firstborn are coming to be under Zion. And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Well, as in Jesus' day, spiritual Zion was the firstborn church, meaning called out ones, church called out ones. So in our day, will God call out of Babylon a firstborn? Uh, the things that have been are the things that shall be. History only repeats. It just repeats with larger groups of people. The uh, coming castle of David's dominion, which is Christ in the body of his firstborn or first fruits, will soon be established in God's capital city on the mountain, representing his kingdom on earth. You can see also a throne on Mount Zion. Um, which we're going to share. As in Jesus' day, it will be shrouded in darkness to the world and seen by few of God's people 
who have only earthly eyes to see. And this is a place of safety from the invading beast kingdom. Ezekiel 34 and 22. Therefore will I save my flock, and they shall no more be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up one, that's one corporate, shepherd, that is the man-child, over them, and he shall feed them, even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will make with them a covenant of peace, and I will cause evil beasts to cease out of the land, and they shall dwell securely in the wilderness, which is the tribulation, according to Revelation 12 and Revelation 17. It's the first, second, first and second three and a half years of the tribulation. And they will sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places round about my hill of Zion a blessing. And I will cause the shower to come down in its season. And there shall be showers of blessing. And the tree of the field, God's, God's people, shall yield its fruit. And the earth shall yield its increase, and they shall be secure in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bars of their yoke. <clears throat> in other words, uh, freedom from bondage to the flesh, and have delivered them out of the hand of those that made bondmen of them. That's their carnal man. And they shall no more be a prey to the nations. Neither shall the beasts of the earth devour them. So they're safe from the beast. <clears throat> As they were on that highway of holiness. But they shall dwell securely and none shall make them afraid. And she said, uh, in my quiet time, I felt impressed of the Spirit to read Isaiah sixty-two eleven, which says, Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the ends of the earth, Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. I had the whole passage underlined, so I read the whole passage. 10 through 12, which reads, Go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. That's the stumbling blocks again. Lift up an ensign for the peoples. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the earth. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him, and they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. So just as Jesus did in his day, he will do through the first fruits in our day. He will make the path to the spiritual city of God called the spirits of just men made perfect. Uh, plain, he'll make this way plain. 
and the stones of stumbling will be removed through the teaching of the pure unleavened bread of the word. And then many more will travel the holy road from spiritual Babylon to the daughter of Zion. She is called the daughter because she is the firstborn of original New Testament Zion in Jesus' day. And uh, she went on to say, I felt the need to agree with my father to walk through the gate. So in my mind, I imagined a gate in front of me that was opened. Uh, it was dark uh, on the other side, and I was a little afraid of the darkness, but I determined to walk through the gate anyway. Well, it's dark because we can't walk by sight. Uh, we have never been this way before. The way is enshrouded in darkness to the natural man. Jesus said, I am the way. After two millennia of apostasy, to walk in his steps uh, is to be the first fruits who will show the multitudes the way to enter Zion through faith and praise. And we have to enter the gates of the fullness of salvation where we will find safety and peace. Isaiah 60 and 18 says, Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, desolation nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation. In other words, when you enter in there, you have manifested his salvation. And thy gates praise. We enter in by praise. We give thanks unto God. It's a, it's a language of faith, isn't it? The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord will be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. So notice that when we walk in the city of God, our light is no longer to be the light of the natural man, but the light of God, which only the spiritual man knows. Many people know the letter of the word, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. And uh, the, the lower echelons of Christianity, they don't know the spirit that gives life. They know only a letter, and they have to choose and pick between verses, or they get in trouble. As I stepped through the gate, I went into a free fall. It was not, I was not afraid at all. I had given myself completely over to my father, and as I fell, I felt peace, and I felt a fullness that I can't explain. I extended out my arms. As I did, they turned into wings. And I became an eagle. Well, to enter that city through faith is to overcome the earthly natural forces which cause man to gravitate towards the world and its ways. I flew to the top portion of a mountain, and there I found a nest with eggs in it. And I was told to sit and nurture the eggs, so I sat. I felt unqualified to do so, but I was completely satisfied in knowing that it was all about him and not me. He was, he was in control, and I think the best way to explain how I felt was that it was probably kind of how Moses felt 
when the Lord told him he was to speak to and to lead the Israelites through the desert. Well, of course, and that is to be an overcomer by God's grace of all that is earthly and uh, now is to be prepared to birth others into Zion uh, in this time to come. So then we call this one Throne on Mount Zion. Jeremiah tells us of a spiritual capital city and throne for spiritual Israel, the church. Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel. So in this text, God is commanding his backslidden people to come out of Babylon in the north. For God's people to live in Babylon instead of Zion was a type of the backslidden state of bondage to the harlot that the church has been in for almost 2,000 years. Jeremiah cries for God's people to come out from among them. In 14, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am a husband unto you, and I will take you, one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Notice that at first only a first fruits bride is taken from among the backslidden multitudes and joined with her husband on his throne in Zion. And when this happens, all of the new Jerusalem is the throne for the bride to sit in. Verse 17. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. That's a big throne because it's a lot of people. And all the nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. So again, the peoples will be gathered to Jerusalem, not necessarily to be a part of the bride, but to Jerusalem because Jerusalem was the true head over God's people. So notice that after the bride sits in her throne, all the nations, quote, unquote, uh, Gentiles for nations here, of the elect church will be gathered out of Babylon to submit to their true spiritual capital city, the New Jerusalem. And the mountain of Zion represents the true kingdom of God, the true church. Whereas the New Jerusalem bride sits on the top of Mount Zion because she is over the rest of the church in the throne. And it was revealed to a Pastor Shelley uh, years ago that the throne of God, the throne room, his true presence is on top of Mount Zion. And, of course, that's where the word of the Lord goes forth from, is Zion, and it shall be again. As spiritual Jews, the church is called to grow up out of the falsehood of religion and enter into the Mount Zion of a pure heart, uh, truth, and holiness. Psalm 24 and 3 says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Notice it's into the hill of the Lord because it's a kingdom. And who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto falsehood. Some people like falsehood because it permits their flesh to enjoy itself. 
instead of be crucified, right? 15 and 1, the Lord who shall sojourn in thy tabernacle, who shall dwell in thy holy hill, he that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh truth in his heart. Notice that the church enters into the hill of Zion. However, the king, his bride, and his throne are upon the hill of Zion. Yes. In Psalm 2 and 6, Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. So the spiritual Mount Zion and its city are not physical and can't be touched by carnal man. Hebrews 12 and 18 again, For you are not coming to a mount that might be touched. So when the church was full of apostolic teaching and the Holy Spirit, they submitted to the spiritual city of God. But you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable hosts of angels, and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Well, you'll notice that Mount Zion and heavenly Jerusalem are called the church of the firstborn. Church is from the Greek word ecclesia, meaning called out ones. The church is not the ones that don't come out. The church is the ones who come out from among them. They came out in Jesus' day of all the denominations of Judaism and followed the Lamb. And so it will be in these days. The firstborn in Paul's day were being called out of Babylonish religion to his holy mountain and city as we are today. And shortly after this verse was written, the church was taken captive to Babylon, having been led astray by the wolves into all sorts of sectarian religious bondages. A first fruits company is coming back to Zion in these days. The church's position on earth is uh, the spiritual, heavenly, new Jerusalem. However, our position is what is given to us at the cross and not necessarily what we have attained to on the earth. For instance, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus, but we are told this is the will of God, even your sanctification that each one of you know how to possess himself of his own vessel in sanctification and honor. What we are given at the cross is ours to manifest by faith or to reject. Like the early church, we are born at the foot of Mount Zion, but are quickly led away captive by the lies of Babylonish religion. In Psalm 58 and 3, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they're born, speaking lies. So instead of climbing the mountain and entering in the throne room of the authority of God, we go astray. Isaiah 53 and 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the reason that we are hesitant to climb the mountain is because it is holy 
and represents death to the flesh. Exodus 19 and 12 says, Take heed to yourselves that you go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. Whosoever toucheth the mount shall be surely put to death. Well, Moses, as the man-child, climbed the mountain and heard the word directly from God, which spiritually put him to death. And then Exodus 20 and 19 says, And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. So if you go up that mountain, just consider it the fact that you are crucified, you are dead, you can come into the presence of God. God was weak to the weak in that he put his word in flesh. Moses, as the man-child, climbed the mountain and became a pure vessel to bring the word of God to his people. If we humbly turn and submit to the pure word from the mountain, we will have his throne authority. Revelation 3 and 21 says, He that overcometh, I will give to him to sit down with me in my throne. That's throne authority, right? So, um, notice once again what Paul said, Hebrews 12, 22 and 23, You are come unto the heavenly Jerusalem, the spirits of just men made perfect. Clearly, while we are uh, in the old body on earth, only our spiritual man is being perfected into the heavenly Jerusalem. We manifest the new Jerusalem here as our spirit and soul are born of the Spirit. John said that the city cometh down out of heaven in his day as the saints overcame sin. Revelation 3 and 12, He that overcometh, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out thence no more, and I will write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and mine own new name. So the word cometh here is spoken to the church in John's day. It is present tense in the ancient manuscripts, the received text, and the numeric pattern. Only the King James falsely translated as shall come. The New Jerusalem bride cometh down out of heaven. So now in spirit and soul it becomes born of the bread of the word. Jesus said in John 6 and 33, For the bread of God is that which cometh down out of heaven and giveth life unto the world. Notice that both the new Jerusalem and the bread of God cometh down out of heaven. And I am the living bread which came down out of heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. So as each saint is being born out of heaven by consuming Jesus, the word, the holy city, is coming down. John 3 and 3, Verily I say unto thee, except one be born anew, or from above, the Greek says, he cannot see the kingdom of God. As long as the new Jerusalem is only manifested in spirit and soul, it's invisible to the creation 
which only sees the outer man. Romans 8.19 says the creation waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Revealing here in the Greek means uncovering. This means the New Jerusalem sons are here but hidden. The full revealing of the sons is seen at the redemption of our body. Verse 23. We are now being born from above. First spirit, then soul, and then body at the end. The bride with her new body will be seen by the creation as they are coming down out of heaven with Jesus at the end of the day of the Lord. And Revelation 21 and 9, Come hither, and I will show thee the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He carried me away in the Spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. So the bride will manifestly be the holy city Jerusalem, which the whole church was given by position in Christ when he was resurrected. Sadly, many are selling their birthright by walking after the flesh. Revelation 21, 2 through 8 says, And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. The bride is born from above. The word of God, Jesus Christ, they are born of him. And he that sitteth on the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he saith, Right, for these words are faithful and true. He that overcometh shall inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But for the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars, their part shall be in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation twenty two twelve through 21 Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to render to each man according to his work. Yeah. And uh, that they may have the right to come to the tree of life and may enter in by the gates into the city. And without are the dogs, the sorcerers, or murderers, and on and on and on. Same thing. Yeah. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. So the Spirit and the Bride say, Come! Yes, Amen. And let it be so. Well, all right. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for your precious Word and the great glory that you're going to give to your Bride in order for it to be passed on to the church. Glory be to God. We're looking so forward to it, Lord. Amen. All right, saints. God bless you and keep you. We'll do this again sometime. Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water made me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea Though the rivers rise, I still believe Oh, your mercy stands and your word is true Oh, Jesus, I trust in you And when I face the 
shining rays of red and white. Jesus, I trust in you. Oh, sacred heart, in you I find mercy seated for all time. I am yours and you are mine. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus. Jesus.